BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour one this Wednesday. Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Got a busy show coming up. We'll head to the Combine. Also, Magic Johnson will join us later in the show. Your phone calls always welcome. Emails, tweets, all the above. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. Of course, we will have a play of the day, poll question, and a few stats of the day coming up. But Magic Johnson, been a while since we've had him on, so it'd be good to talk to him. And uh, I always love talking to Magic about the NCAA championship game between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, Michigan State and Indiana State. Here's the question I want to ask Magic Johnson. If I ask Magic, I'm going to switch you and Larry. Larry gets to play on Michigan State. You get to play on Indiana State. Who wins the national title? Do you think Magic is going to give me an honest answer and say, well, Larry with Michigan State, because we had NBA players, Greg Kelser and Jay Vinson on that team, and Michigan State had a far better team than Indiana State did. I think they had Carl Nix was a guard who went third round maybe to the Denver Nuggets. But other than that, they didn't have NBA talent on that team. Yes, Tom? It's Magic Johnson. He's got to say, I would have found a way to carry Indiana State to the victory. <laughs> Wait, you're spoiling it. I'm saying that's what I think he would say. Oh, okay. That's my prediction. Okay. Yes, Paul. I was looking at Magic Johnson's stats, like his best season, and, and, and you know, depending on what your your opinion is, he had a season where he averaged 24 points and 12 and a half assists per game, and throwing you know six rebounds. If you throw in a three pointer, because I'm sure he would develop a nice shot, he'd probably be up at like 28 and 13. I mean, he he seems like a guy who could have you watched him more than we did, yeah. could have scored more than he did. He he didn't have to score, especially early in his career. He could have averaged 30 a game. I truly believe that. But Magic was consumed by winning. And you saw that. The way he played in college, certainly the way he played with the Lakers, get everybody involved. And it would be foolish to not take advantage of all the weapons he had with the Lakers. But he became a star. He's one of the few players in the history of the game. Bill Russell's one, and Magic is probably number two, to dominate a game and not do so by scoring. Because Magic controlled the tempo, but didn't have to score. Bill Russell controlled the tempo, didn't have to score. Very, very, very few players in the history of the sport have been able to do so. All right, the uh, combine is going on. I I have a vow to make, okay? You guys got to hold me to this. There's a phrase that I'm not going to use. It's overused. I've used it before, and I'm going to do my best to not use this phrase leading up to the draft. Would you like to guess the phrase that I am not going to use, or at least I'm going to try not to? 
Are we playing Guess That Phrase? Yes. It's a new game called Guess That Phrase. Guess the phrase you won't use anymore game? Yes. Okay. And we got some music. Great. All right. Paulie? I'm going to go with an old staple, I'm hearing. No, no, I don't do I'm hearing. Right. I tell you if I'm hearing something and it's a source, not, you know, somebody's hearing. Rumor, innuendo, speculation. Todd, guess that phrase that I'm going to try my best to not use. Maybe ever again. Player having a tremendous upside. Okay. I've used that before when I was single. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Uh, you're not going to say that somebody's more... They're more quick than fast. Okay. Marvin? High ceiling. No. No. Oh. Yes, Seton. Sorry, wait, Paul, you go. Okay. Oh, is it round two of Guess That well, Phrase? Well, I didn't know we were doing round two, but okay. Oh, man. Is this more draft talk or combine talk we're doing here? It could be used in conjunction with the combine. Teams are there exploring. What are they doing with the draft? You know, somebody being traded. What are they worth? Packers, maybe Aaron Rodgers. What's going to go on with the Ravens, Lamar Jackson? Yes, Eden. You're not going to talk about someone's measurables. No, uh, no, I don't do that. Damn it. Not anymore. Because he's got all the measurables. Yes. <laughs> the phrase that I'm going to do my best to God and country. Draft capital. Oh, no. <laughs> I was listening to the mothership yesterday. I probably heard draft capital 10 times. And I went, no more. Can't do it. Not going to do it to this audience. Draft capital. Not going to do isn't, it. Aren't the Bears trying to build a lot of... Yes. Of, 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 DC? Yeah. <laughs> DC. DC. Okay. Yeah, DC. But, you know, how about draft picks? You know, they're, they're, they're trying to accumulate some draft picks. They're war chest, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Are you on war chest? I, that is... I, I, I will not, but I would rather do war chest than draft capital. That's right. a good one. Yeah, D.C. <laughs> but the combine is going on, and we place a lot of emphasis on that combine. But keep this in mind. Look at players like Tyreek Hill, Antonio Gates, Malcolm Smith, the former Super Bowl MVP, Julian Edelman, former Super Bowl MVP, they weren't invited to the combine. Doesn't mean that you have success when you go there. Doesn't mean you have success if you're good or successful at the combine. All it means is you did something that they ask you to do, and how much of it does does it really pertain to a, a game situation? You know, the three-cone drill, or let's see how high you can jump. We know the 40-yard dash. And I still go back to Paul Brown... Hall of Fame coach, founder of the Cleveland Browns, he invented the 40-yard dash. Because people say, well, how many times do you run 40 yards? Well, Paul Brown, genius, said, you know, you're going to run 40 yards for a punt. And that's what the 40-yard dash is all about, running 40 yards. How many other times? You'll do it on a kickoff, and you'll do it on a punt. That's the 40-yard dash. Because I want to know if a running back can get through the hole, how long does it take? You know, the second, two seconds? Uh, how quickly do guards and tackles when they're moving or guards when they're pulling? Like, how quick are you? Because I'd much rather have a quick player than a fast player. Because quick I can utilize in today's game. Fast, fast would work back in the 60s and 70s. Just go straight. Bob Hayes, go. Outrun everybody. Now it's about quick. It's about getting to that spot before somebody else does, getting the ball out to you. But the Combine, we'll spend a lot of time talking about it. But, uh, you know, you've got some players who will fall through the cracks. It happens every single year. But when you watch the Combine, I, I don't watch it with a, I guess, serious approach. You know, to me, it'd be like if I'm on an elevator and there's music. Okay, it keeps me company as I'm going up the elevator. That's what it is. It's sort of background there, and you go, oh, okay. Oh, it's a, you know, a lineman from Alabama who's running with his shirt off. Oh, he probably shouldn't have his shirt off when he's running. Okay. Three-cone drill. All right. I'll keep an eye on. Who was the uh, combine workout wonder? Mike uh, Mamula, Boston College. No. Oh. He was, but uh, Byron Jones, UConn. Oh, from UConn, yeah. yeah. He was the guy who put up un, you know, incredible numbers. 
Now he did play. He's playing in the NFL, though. He said that he he hurts. Uh, you know, his body hurts. So I'm not sure if he's going to play anymore. But you do have those guys where somebody's going to stick out. Um, and also with the quarterbacks throwing, if I'm Bryce Young, people want to know how tall you are. I don't know if anybody said anything about his arm. C.J. Stroud, I know about his arm. I'd love to see how quick he is. Maybe, still, I go back to that Georgia game. And really, one of the more underrated performances of the college football season. C.J. Stroud was unbelievable against Georgia. And we saw what Georgia did to TCU. But C.J. Stroud is a great passer. Will Levis, I don't know how good he is. He didn't win. Got all the intangibles, I'm told. Okay. Uh, Anthony Richardson. You know, I tuned in one game and I go, I don't know if he can play. And then I tuned in another game and I go, that guy is unbelievable. You know, you're handing out a, a September VP early in the season, and you'd be like, wow, that guy just took it 81 yards. Okay. But it's about being consistent at that position. Can you do it, you know, each series, week in, week out, all of those things? Instead of, hey, you've got a damn good highlight reel. You know, most of these guys do have a good highlight reel. But I don't know if you can go, uh, <laughs> can I see his highlight reel? Yeah, it's not very good. Okay, then that's a problem. They <laughs> mix in a few fumbles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interceptions, you know, sacks, all these things. Everybody should have a great highlight reel. And then there's the running back situation. Bijan Robinson had played at Texas, which feels like old school football still, but he got a top five grade. But, okay, is Buffalo going to take him? They don't have a top five pick. The Eagles, these are the favorites to take him. Now, I could see Buffalo if you had him, but if you're a running back now and you're in high school or even grade school, do you want to stay at that position knowing if you get to college, certainly if you get to the NFL, you are playing the least valuable position in the NFL? Now, you get touches. Uh, you're going to get touchdowns. You know, you're not going to get paid. You have to be almost like Christian McCaffrey. Leonard Fournette was just released by the Buccaneers. If Leonard Fournette played in the 70s, he might be a Hall of Famer because of how you used your running backs. He would be a guy you would just load up and say, you're going to carry it 25 times. Well, that's not the game anymore. But to give a running back, now that doesn't mean you take him in the top five. It's just you're giving him that, that grade. He's a first-round talent, top five talent, and he's a running back. But do I want a running back? You know, Saquon Barkley. And I was a big proponent of the Giants taking him because I thought he can run and he can catch. And at the end of Eli's career, I thought if you had that safety valve for Eli, and remember they went and spent all that money on their defense, and that defense fell on its face? I thought, man, you could sprinkle in another Super Bowl run here because of Saquon Barkley. Well, now you got to decide if you want to pay him. And would I pay him? No. I'd franchise him because you're going to have to pay Danny Dimes. And you're not paying him dimes. Danny Millions. we got to change his name. Yeah, Paulie. If you go back to Saquon's rookie year, he had 1,300 yards rushing, 90 catches, 2,100 total yards to lead the entire league. It's exactly what they asked for him. If he, yeah. if he just didn't get banged up, he would have been weirdly the right draft pick. We'll head to the Combine coming up here in a moment. Because you get the um, you get the players, you're going to get the coaches, you get GMs, sometimes an owner, and they'll get up there and they talk to the media. But when you're up there and you're a coach or a GM, like you, your goal is not to say anything. Your goal is to say as little as possible, but it's almost like um, I, I talk about Derek Jeter. Nobody could say less while giving you the impression that they were saying a lot, where you'd go, God, he's really a nice guy. You go back and look at the interview and you go, he didn't say anything. But, you know, you got a coach who has to say something, but be careful what you say and what you don't say. Mike McDaniel is the Dolphins head coach. Well, he was asked about Tua and making a decision on Tua long term. Well, I think, you know, like any other player, you factor in every variable. Um, 
you know, I think, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, when you're when you're talking about those types of decisions, um, I think it's important to recognize that um, we have a congruence of in interest by the Dolphins and the player, um, Tua, that that we both want, um, both parties really want him to um, play at a very high level for a long time for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> what? Well done. He, he, he gave me 33 seconds of nothing. Nothing. And, and he doesn't want to tip his hand. I, they don't even know if Tua is healthy enough long term. Of course you want him to play at a, a high level. Uh, you know, the Bears are asked about uh, Justin Fields. Their head coach, Matt Eberflus, had this to say about Justin Fields. Justin had a really good year last year. We're excited where his progress is, and he's working to improve his game as we are as a football team. For the first year in the system, I think he's on the right track, and again, he's just got to make small improvements and adjustments to his game, and uh, he's going to do that. Okay. You know what the question was? Is Justin Fields your quarterback? <laughs> he didn't answer it because you don't know if somebody blows you away and gives you three first round picks for the number one overall. And you're going to be like, hey, Justin Fields, man, uh, he's got a lot of talent now playing for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yes. Yeah, so, right. Like these are unanswerable questions. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's yeah, it feels kind of it's funny that. But you have mandatory media time. You have to get up there. And your job is to bob and weave. You know, it's almost like, you know, how do I, how do I not get flattened here with a punch? And that, that's what these guys are trying to do. I, I do think, and I'm going to play this after the break, the Packers GM, Brian Gutekunst, did give us something yesterday. I really believe that. Uh, this program brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. Do something pretty awesome at the end of your first year. Automatically double all the cash back you've earned. So everything you've earned doubled. Trips, restaurants, all doubled. How about that? Discover.com slash match. We'll settle on a poll question. We'll head to the Combine. One of the great NFL reporters, Tom Pelissero, will join us. Rich Eisen will stop by a little later on. And, of course, Magic Johnson. Glad you're part of the program. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock. Every time I talk about LifeLock, it should jolt you a little bit. You know, shake you a little bit. If you've ever landed on a website that wasn't secure or didn't seem legitimate because of spelling errors, unfamiliar colors, or maybe gave you that bad feeling, you could be part of a uh, farming attack. Now, it's P-H-A-R-M-I-N-G. Hmm. The tactic involves cyber thieves installing bad codes on your computer, forces you to bogus websites, and then they steal your personal information. LifeLock by Norton is here to help you understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every single day. Loans taken out in your name, crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all, uh, uh, all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Do yourself a favor. LifeLock. Right now, save up to 25% off your first year promo code PATRICK. Go to lifelock.com, promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. February's over. We had a run. Yeah. (laughs) You had a good run. Was this like, a, Marvin, find the whitest song ever? Yeah. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Is this the whitest song ever? M- Marvin, find the worst song ever. Wait, hey, now, come on. I'm offended by that, too. Yeah, How dare you, exactly. sir? Exactly. Now I feel better, you, sir. <laughs> bon Jovi. No. So, so tough. Sorry. I gave Marvin another week. I said, look, we were on vacation for a week in February. I'll give you another week where you can have your own music. All right, we're going to get after it. All right, as only we can. But, but March 1st, back to Bon Jovi and Sticks. Yeah. No, it is March 1st. <sighs> yeah. I'm giving you a week. Oh, All right, thank you. All right. What we've got. No, it's bad. Where, where, no, no, where, exactly. Where, where, where. Bad. Bad. We got each other. No, it's bad. Yeah. You know, if Bon Jovi was in a different state, then maybe I would be a little more lenient. But he's in, you know, Springsteen State. He's in Jersey. That's the problem. It feels like he was always trying to be Springsteen. And, right. New Jersey just produces so much great music, so many great artists. It's impossible to have it just owned by one. Well, Frank Sinatra, Jersey, right? Yeah, I said good artist, though. Not... Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Controversial. Wow. Okay. Did we just call Sinatra overrated? Fly me to the moon. There to the go. moon. <laughs> yeah, so, the, he would drag out the uh, song. His he, phrase, you just don't get it. His phrasing was just immaculate. Yeah, he could make moon two syllables. Fly me <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> All right, before I get to uh, Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, I, I, I said, you know, like 10 minutes ago, these uh, GMs and coaches go to the podium at the Combine, and they do their best to not say anything. But I, I do think we got a nugget out of Brian Gutekunst 
the Packers GM, and it starts with the reporter's question. Is this a hypothetical, or is Jordan Love ready to be an NFL starting quarterback? Yeah, I think he's ready to play, and I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. He's worked really hard. He's shown a lot of progression. Uh, I know he's really eager to have that, and I think that's the next step in his progression is, is to play. Okay. The next step is to be a starting quarterback in the NFL with the Packers. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero, NFL Network reporter, part of the NFL Network's live coverage of the scouting combine that will run through March 5th. You go to these press conferences, and you know these coaches and GMs are doing their best to tap dance around, but how do you sort of decide, I think I got something here, or that's something that the audience should be aware of? Well, first of all, uh, Jason Wallers, who's the Packers uh, head of media relations, deserves a shout out for orchestrating the Brian Gutekunst experience yesterday. Because what he, they did was they did like a 30 minute session with the Packers beat reporters at like a, at the hotel. So then in the time it took Gutekunst to walk from the hotel to the podium, all the relevant quotes were being tweeted. There was nothing left. Gutekunst gets up there and goes, guys, so I just, you know, you probably saw, I said, haven't talked to Aaron, not a lot on that front. So what else you got? Gutekunst was only on the podium for seven minutes, probably the shortest podium session in combine history, because at this point, it's reflective of the fact that there's only so much the Packers can do. Aaron Rodgers has control over the situation because he's got $60 million fully guaranteed because he would need to rework his contract whether to come back to Green Bay or to be traded to help the Packers' salary cap. And also, he could simply refuse to show up. So the Packers have tried to be patient here. There, I'm sure, are lessons learned from 2008 when the Packers pressed Brett Favre for a decision. He ends up retiring in early March because at that point, he didn't think he could play. By the end of April, he's already getting the itch and wants to come back to the NFL. And that obviously led to drama over the entire summer. But make no mistake, the clock is ticking here. The Packers need some answers in terms of setting their free agency plans. We're 12 days away from the free agent negotiating window opening up. And the first step in this process is Aaron Rodgers saying, number one, does he want to play? Because he hasn't communicated that yet. Number two, does he want to play in Green Bay? And even if the answer is he wants to play in Green Bay, then Gutekunst alluded to it. There are additional conversations that need to be had just to make sure that everybody is on the same page about the direction of the roster, the team, the organization moving forward. This feels like they've decided to divorce, but they're working on the language to tell the children and then to tell the uh, parents. I just, there's just too much there that it just feels like they're down the road on this. And I don't know if Aaron wants to play again. I don't know if he wants to play elsewhere. But if I'm Green Bay, I got to move on. I, you know, I, I just have to decide. I can't let him hold us hostage anymore. We have to build a team. And if Jordan Love is that quarterback and you really think that he can play, then move forward. But, and I don't The know. issue they have, though, is they, uni- they can't unilaterally make that decision. They have to make the decisions with Aaron. And I think that one of the things that's been misconstrued is this relationship is predominantly positive and has been for a couple of years since they hashed out their differences back in 2021. And at that time, they adjusted Rogers' contract. They deleted a year. Yeah. Last year, they signed him to an extension that the Packers, quite frankly, believed would buy them at least one offseason without the drama. And yet, here we are talking about darkness retreats and psychedelic podcasts and trying to decide the future here. They have Jordan Love. They got a glimpse of him in Philadelphia. And more importantly, they have three years of watching Jordan Love every single day in practice. All that tape, seeing his progression. And Gutekus has has said it publicly. The next step is for Jordan to play. I don't see a scenario, quite frankly, where Jordan Love is on any other roster than the Packers roster in 2023. They can exercise the fifth-year option. That buys them at least into 2024. Obviously, you got franchise tags on top of it. You don't expect that you're going to get to that road. It's highly unusual to have a first-round quarterback or any quarterback sit for four years. But this is also a unique deal and has been with Aaron Rodgers. And they, again, they believed that they were going to have Aaron for at least a couple years when they did that contract. The fact that he's thinking about it now means he has the power based on a contract that if the Packers are going to get out of it, it's actually better for them for him to retire this offseason the next offseason, but they simply don't know. 
Tom Palacero, NFL Network reporter, joining us from the Combine. I also hate when I hear reporters or analysts say, I'm so tired of the Aaron Rodgers drama. I don't give a damn about your feelings. You still have to cover it because it affects the Packers. It could affect the Jets. It could affect the Raiders, affect Jordan Love. We may not like it, but it feels like there's a real story here. How do you approach this? this? Well, for me, yes, it's you know been several years of waking up every day and not knowing what Aaron Rodgers might say or do and how that might impact the course of my day, week, month, year. <laughs> Pales in comparison to the Packers wondering, you know, hey, this guy still gives us the best chance to win in 2023, but does he want to be here? Is he going to be bought in? If he is, is he going to be traded? Is he just going to say, I'm done and I've made enough money and I've won four MVPs and it, it's enough already? Um, you know, from our perspective here, I think that you go back to last offseason and you think about how those trades came together. They all, everything bared on the next deal. You had the Deshaun Watson situation where obviously there's serious allegations of sexual misconduct and things that played a role in this, but he had a longstanding trade request. The Texans basically said, here's the price. If you meet it, you can talk to him. Four different teams did. Everybody's bidding against each other, so it was basically free agency. The Browns are told they're out, which causes Baker Mayfield to request a trade after he sees that you know he's they're trying to move on at that position. Then they end up getting back in by giving a fully guaranteed contract. Meanwhile, the Falcons also took a run at Deshaun Watson, which makes Matt Ryan go, yeah, I think we're done here. So then he becomes available, ends up with the Colts. Meanwhile, the Russell Wilson trade gets done. <laughs> that causes panic to set in for the commanders. They drastically up their offer for Carson Wentz, so then they get Wentz. If you think back on all those trades I just mentioned, there's not a high success rate on any of these. I mean, the Colts, I don't anticipate. We'll see, but I don't anticipate that Matt Ryan's going to be a part of their plans this year. Carson Wentz has already been cut. The first year of Russell Wilson, obviously, was not good in Denver. And with Deshaun Watson, he hadn't played football in two years. It didn't look great, but it's, you know, 2023 will be a much more uh, fair judge of it. So, you know, in this case, you've got the Derek Carr situation. He's here in Indianapolis meeting with team executives and owners as his free agency carries forward here. I know his brother David said on NFL Network, you know, he's going to take his time, talk with a lot of people. Well, quite frankly, the best offer for Derek Carr may not come until we know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh and uh, Eric DaCosta are going to speak today. There's no signs at this point that a deal is close there. And so, ultimately, you're going to tag him. We'll see if it's the exclusive or the non-exclusive tag. There is a scenario where they trade Lamar Jackson for a windfall of draft picks. The Daniel Jones situation continues to play out. Baker Mayfield, who eventually was traded last year to the Panthers, and then ends up with the Rams, who didn't have Matthew Stafford, a year after Stafford was the big domino in the whole thing, and kind of set the stage for how all these other teams are approaching this with saying, hey, the guy's available, we're moving forward make your best offers and we'll work it out. You know, all these things are happening. And this is a league, Dan, where five years ago, 10 years ago, there weren't trades. Nobody was trading. These things didn't happen. Yeah. You'd have the, you know, the offhand occurrence where somebody, a Carson Palmer became available or, you know, Brett Favre who ended up being traded to the Jets, but it wasn't a regular basis where last year we had, I want to say it was 10 trades involving pro bowl players in a two week or 17 day span. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're once again talking about all these quarterback dominoes leaning on one another. The moment the first one falls, and we'll see what happens with Derek Carr, but quite possibly that will be Aaron Rodgers declaring his intentions. Once that happens, I would anticipate a lot of these other things begin to move swiftly. What kind of leverage does Derek Carr have? Derek Carr's leverage is that he's a free agent. These other guys we're talking about, you need to trade for them. So, you know, if you're looking at Derek Carr versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who has won more games, been to more playoffs, and won more playoff games than Derek Carr, but also has been hurt substantially more uh, than Derek Carr through his career. So you're evaluating him. You're evaluating Baker Mayfield. You're potentially evaluating Daniel Jones. It would be shocking if the Giants did not end up franchise tagging him if they can't work out uh, a long-term deal here. So, you know, the question you have to ask yourself if you're Derek Carr and his agent, Tim Younger, is, is our best offer going to come right now? Do we have an offer we feel comfortable taking? Because potentially, if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, now all the seats are open and we've got all the leverage. If Aaron Rodgers gets himself traded and Lamar gets himself traded, now it's the best seat there for Derek Carr. And so there's definitely a strategy to this entire thing. His leverage is, I'm available now. 
you can get me now and solve all your problems and you don't have to give up a pick to get me. You know, the Saints and Raiders had agreed to the framework of a trade when he took that visit, but his contract at that time was an issue. The Saints are still in it. The Jets are still in it. The Panthers, David Tepper actually flew here to Indianapolis to meet with Derek Carr last night. If all those teams make offers and they're in line with what Derek Carr thinks he should be making, he potentially could choose his spot. The question is, is his best leverage now or does it come after we find out where some of these other things land? How important is Bryce Young's height? Not as important as Bryce Young's weight and his frame. Talking to you know a variety of different scouts here over the course of the week, we've seen short quarterbacks go number one. You know, Baker Mayfield is six foot. Kyler is, I don't know what he's listed at, so I don't want to short sell him. Let's call him 5'11". Uh, but they're shorter quarterbacks. But those guys are thickly built. You know, Kyler was like 208 pounds. Go back to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, like Kyler, is a baseball player. Baseball players usually have. They're thicker. They're densely built. Bryce Young was listed at six foot 194 by Alabama. Talking to scouts who like went through the school, they say he's maybe 5'11". And the quarterbacks don't measure until, I think, I believe Saturday. And they were told he was playing at 186. There's not a lot of precedent for 186-pound quarterback. Now, toss on top of it, the Bryce Young was only hit like 15 times or something last season. He's playing behind five future NFL offensive linemen. So he's got the best protection possible. And he still suffered an AC joint injury that impacted him uh, for a good chunk of the season. So what you have to ask is, listen, everything about Bryce Young checks the boxes for teams except for this in terms of great kid, process as well, from a pro-style offense, can really throw it. It's just can he hold up? It's a 17-game season. Now, we'll see what he weighs in at. You know, he may well be close to 200 pounds by the time he gets there. But you have to ask yourself that. And I think that that goes back to, you know, Lamar Jackson. There was some of the same debate, which was when he was coming out through his lower body, he had a thinner type of a build. Well, what's happened to Lamar Jackson over the past couple of seasons? He's had a bone bruise in his ankle, and he's had a knee injury that cost him December and January in consecutive seasons. You know, there's a lot of that, and I know that it's it's in vogue to, like, rip on the, the unnamed scouts and some of the opinions and that. But like a lot of the stuff, especially the factual things, build and things like that, end up coming true. If you think coming in that there are going to be durability questions once a guy gets into the NFL, take Tua. Tends to play out that way. With Bryce Young, we'll see. You know, He's clearly, a t- just in terms of what he is as a polished product right now, He's the guy who makes sense as the number one pick. There's just not Preston out there for drafting a 186-pound quarterback, especially not number one. That's the thing when, you know, I look at the Bears situation. If there was a can't miss or I thought can't miss, uh, and maybe that's a Caleb Williams, then I would I would consider trading Justin Fields. If I knew that I could get that guy, reset the clock, my rookie quarterback contract, and, you know, I'm, I'm able to – Build and now I got my quarterback. And how many times have we said that about the you know Chicago Bears? Hey, you got a franchise quarterback. But I just don't know about any of these quarterbacks. And as a result, you know, probably I would keep Justin Fields because I'm I'm just not sure that any of these quarterbacks are going to walk in and remind us of Patrick Mahomes. The calculation you have to make here is no team ever wants to be drafted number one twice. It happens, you know. Jaguars did it. You know, it's possible to lose that many games after drafted number one, but you don't want to ever be in that position again. So the way that I would say it with what the Bears options are here is they have scenarios for everything. Depending, do they get offers for the pick? Depending if they fall in love with the quarterback? Depending, do any of these defensive players, whether it's Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter, do any of them, you know, jump out through the course of this process and they go, we just, we can't afford to take the guy number one. I would also say there's going to be a lot made of, you know, the idea that they're going to they're going to trade that pick. Listen, every team in my 20 years covering the league who had the number one pick and did not have an urgent quarterback need wanted to trade it because you know in the old days pre 2011 the contracts were so astronomical. You're giving Sam Bradford 78 million or whatever guaranteed coming out of college when he hasn't played it down. Even now in the slotted system. You still would rather move back because, you know, you move back two spots, three spots, you're picking up a future first round pick. That's how valuable it is according to every trade chart. But somebody's going to want to give, got, has to want to give you that pick. 
So the real question is, are any of these guys somebody that other teams below, whether it's the Texans at two, the Colts at four, do any of them go, we just, we have to get up to number one and take this guy. And to your point, Dan, I don't know. And we'll see. The process always kind of has this stuff shake out. Is there going to be somebody that everybody's really comfortable with? The questions on Bryce Young, we just covered it. It's just going to be the, the frame and the durability. You got CJ Stroud, obviously highly productive passer at Ohio State, but there have been a lot of highly productive passers at Ohio State. They all come in with some level of the same, you know, question to them. I wouldn't even call it an issue because it can be overcome. But the, the question is, can they read things the way that NFL quarterbacks do? Because they're just taught differently. They're taught what Ryan Day does with them is just different than what they're asked to do in the NFL. With Will Levis, it's going to be, you know, can he just kind of put it all together? Does he have the poise? Last year was a rough year at Kentucky, but he had, nobody knew how hurt Will Levis was last year. He had a really serious turf toe injury that he kept re-aggravating over and over, which anybody who's ever had serious turf toe knows. I mean, you can barely walk, much less go out there and play quarterback. And he had a, a non-throwing shoulder injury. So that really impacted his mobility. He was having to shoot up the toe and the shoulder on a weekly basis. So, you know, he didn't go to the Senior Bowl. He is going to throw here in Indianapolis, so you'll get a view on him. And then you get Anthony Richardson, who is a traits player all the way. He's got the big arm. He's got the athletic <laughs> ability, height, weight, speed, all that. But as one high-ranking executive who I trust told me, like, quarterback isn't a traits position. You normally don't draft a guy who's a one-year starter at quarterback who hasn't really had the productivity because you think you can just make him into something at the next level. You don't draft that guy in the first. You might draft him in the fourth. But Anthony Richardson, people would be shocked within the league if he doesn't go in the first round. He's going to do everything out here. I mean, he's going to have a crazy workout, I'm sure, with 40 and the vertical and the broad jump and all that stuff. We're all going to be going, oh, my goodness, this athlete. Then you got to dig into, okay, can the quarterback develop through the course of time? You're absolutely right. There's holes in all these guys. I don't know that you're sitting there feeling comfortable taking any of them at number one. That can certainly evolve through the process. Those guys generally get pushed up here. But, you know, the good news for the Bears is you are sitting in a good spot where you can get whoever you want, whether you can trade down. It's easy to say, yeah, we want to trade down. We're going to trade down. Somebody's got to be willing to make it worth your while. Always great to talk to you, Tom. Have fun there in uh, Indianapolis. Appreciate it, Dan. That's uh, Tom Pelissero, great NFL reporter for the NFL Network. Their scouting combine coverage is uh, – Today through uh, March 5th. Take a break. Got our play of the day in the on-deck circle. Rich Eisen will join us a little bit later on, as will Magic Johnson. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple 
and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Left side, got it! Check this out. Isaacs will drive for a two. Missed it off the side of the backboard. Rebound McCuller. He passes ahead to Wilson. Up the floor to Dick. To Wando. Two-hand layup. Good. KU goes up five. That'll do it. That's courtesy of Learfield Sports, Kansas, and NCAA Best 64 Conference Championships. They have at least a share of it this year. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. You can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club, available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. What's the poll question today, Seton O'Connor? Dan, we put up, is the NFL Combine actually useful to predict future success in the NFL? Okay. The Your options are absolutely or uh, not really. Okay. What do you think? I'm going to say uh, not really. Uh, yeah, not really. Okay. Any other poll questions that uh, we're considering? Uh, right today? now, 80% of the audience says, eh, not eh, really. Not really. Well, I had another one I was kicking okay. around. Maybe we do this hour, too, if you okay. want. All right. Uh, you want the quarterback sneak push play banned because ooh, ooh, ooh. your options are you hate football, uh, your team can't do it, you're soft, <laughs> all of the above. Uh, what I don't know. Are there other options there? Yeah, it feels like the Eagles mastered this. They're really, really good at it. And now, and I was told during the play, during the Super Bowl, when I reached out to somebody at the uh, competition committee working with them, and I said, you're going to allow this? This going to stay? And they go, it'll be, um, uh, we're, we're going to discuss it, I think was the phrase. We're going to discuss it. I don't know if they keep it, but it, it feels like they're too good at it. And But what are you doing wrong? And that's not fair. Yeah. You know, th- this isn't the uh, Bush push with Matt Leinart, which was illegal at the time. This is like, hey, quarterback, battering ram, here you go. It actually feels like the most pure play, the, <laughs> like the purest play in football. You have two lines of, of people, yeah. and basically the strongest one wins. Yeah. That's, I mean, maybe we've gotten so far away from the idea of what football kind of was that it's, now it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like... Um, Tug of war, but you're not pulling; you're pushing. It, this is a, a battering ram there, but I, I would be surprised if they kept this. That it's back next year in the NFL. That's I know. That's so lame. I know. It'd be like if you said, let, let's say, you know, years and years ago, if you say, man, that team's really good at passing the football. Let's uh, outlaw the number of times you can throw the ball. Now they're going to talk about player safety here, but. I I don't know who gets hurt here on a quarterback sneak, but that probably will be the argument. Well, you don't got to worry about player safety here. Of course you do. You always have to. If that's the case, then why don't they give them those you know strange helmets? You know, if it's all about protecting them, give them those Lego helmets to wear. Yes, Todd? If someone was kicking a field goal and it was about to be about a yard or so short, and someone on the team was standing there by the goalpost, would they be allowed to kind of smack the ball up to give it that extra little tap in to the field goal? Well, no, because they'd be offsides. If somehow someone was fast enough to get down there. I'm just trying to make an analogy to helping something along that isn't naturally That's not happening. a good analogy because you can't. You'd have to be really, 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 Extremely fast. really, really fast to run down there and then tip it over the goalpost. But thanks for playing. Yes, Paul. Just to bail Todd out lightly... I did read a story years ago that there was a guy, I don't know if he's on Detroit or someone like that, who was like a high jumper, 
and he would go in the back of the end zone and try to block the kick. No, it happened with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think his name was Morris Stroud. That's right. He was 6'8", and he would try to block, not help it over the goalpost, but prevent it from going over the Right, he was like uh, blocking shots. Yes. Not Stroud. But but he didn't run down the field and then tip it over the goalpost. No, trying to help Todd. Yeah, and that's rare right there. Just you see the crash coming, uh, (laughs) but the driver doesn't yet. You know, the driver isn't aware that it's happening. Oh, man. Uh, Todd, crash test dummy. There must be some better analogy in sports. Where there is, but that wasn't helping it. Helping something along, which that, should not be tied. But you don't want to interrupt us the next time and let us know what I it should. is. Okay. Rich Eisen's going to join us coming up. You know, we can ask Rich what he thinks of your idea. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Magic Johnson will join us a little bit later on. One hour in the books. Two more to go on this Wednesday. Todd, Seton, Marv, Paulie, and yours truly. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about right brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try right brand bacon. That's called right brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.